You're listening to Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Um, Joe, we've talked about finding your voice and how, um, you know, particularly in the English and some uh, some of the other traditions, it as English people, we tend to hold our voice back a little bit, thinking that we are not really... Well, sub- there are some countries where they wouldn't think that. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah, the Italians are really usually pretty good to say no but, or say speaking their voice, which is fantastic. But for many cultures... Yeah. Uh, and for many people from all cultures, it's just a little hard to say to say no or to speak up and say what you really want to say. Yes, it it really is. We I, I think we're we get cowed by um, again we go back to uh, the opinions of others on us. What would they think of me if I said this? Um, I love in finding your voice. Um, I love the practice when you're talking with somebody who might have a different opinion or a different belief or something Mm -hmm. uh, rather than holding back what you what you really feel um, or blurting it out all out which is confrontational it's entering into a Socratic dialogue saying oh how interesting that you feel that how did you get to that Perception, mm. and I love to use the word perception because it encourages other people to think of their opinions as perceptions. Perceptions are very, are much easier to untie, shall we say, than uh, opinions. Oh, well, I, I got that because of. And then you might ask another question, and how old were you when that happened? Oh, really? So it's like o- opening up opening up the field a bit. Because I do think that when people have an opinion, getting back to opinions again, um, and they feel uh, that it's not okay for them to have the opinion or to have the right to speak up, they can very often be aggressive or overly strong. It's like for me, I I come from a family, um, mostly English, and uh, very pulled back, very, you know, English within, and nobody really spoke. Philosophic things were fine, but not uh, personal things. We never talked about those things. And um, I found that, you know, the the relationships, the first major relationship was with someone similar. We just didn't talk about anything much. We spent all of our time reading. (laughs) And then when I got into a relationship with someone who was pretty volatile and uh, very creative but volatile and explosive, um, for a long time I kind of hid. That's the kitty scratching the chair. Uh, For a long time I kind of hid and just did yes to everything. And then after a while, that was, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) After a while, I I started to fight. And I was too strong in that, in that I'd I'd become, no, this is the way I think, you know, you think that, but this is what I think. And, and then after a while, it became more what you said. It's like, you know what, this is what I'm feeling, and I see that you're feeling that. But it, it, there is a stage I see with a lot of people is that there's a holding back, and then there's having to speak it too strongly because you don't feel we have the right. And then once that becomes even more conscious, the ability to do more of what you said, Yeah. yeah the dialogue. Yeah, you want to get to it before you, you're... you're 
spirit explodes because you, you've held it back. Um, for me, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, finding your voice. Uh, I was brought up not to question anything, do mm. what you're told. Uh, never allowed to say no. It was, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, ma'am. That. Mm. Um, so when it, I, oh my goodness, when I left boarding school, I mean, I was, I then went to England, you know, in a different country, had to learn a different um, monetary Different unit, culture. A, a different culture, mm. uh, di uh, different routes, how to take a bus, how to pay for it, as I was 18. Mm. And I was totally unprepared. Uh, and I think it was just the angels got that got me through because I did not how to say I did not how to know how to say no. Mm. I'd never been taught how to say no or that I my opinion had any value at all. So when you know a while ago I was still <laughs> middle aged I I thought well okay Jill this is how you got to practice it. Because I was always, oh, Jill, could you go do this? Could you do that? Oh, yes, okay, yes, okay. As if, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the more that I did that for people, the more they asked. It seemed like that was a vicious cycle. So I, I was teaching myself, if it isn't absolutely yes, then it's totally no. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to be rude about it. I can say... No, I'm sorry, I'm not available at that time, but thanks for asking. But then I feel, okay, Jill, it's your voice. I'm patting myself when I do that noise. Um, you know, okay. I, I, and it's okay. And it's okay. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be struck dead by lightning. And it doesn't, as we've talked, as we've spoken before, it doesn't matter whether people like you or not. It doesn't matter, but boy... <laughs> Does it we when you're feel, young, yes. you know? Well, at any time, because most people are doing these because they feel they're going to be hurt in some way, either physically or emotionally. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as we get to be more conscious about it, we realize it just doesn't matter. Uh, it, I used to teach the saying that doesn't work for everybody, but it, it helped a lot of people, which is I am who I am and I am enough. Yeah. And if and I used to suggest people would say that all through the day so that they could just remind themselves that they're perfect the way they are. It doesn't mean that they they can't move to to expand or anything, but let me throw in a, a little Socratic dialogue here. Mm -hmm. So when you say um what you started off that with um I am. No, before that oh. it was um um it's like I understand what you say, um, and uh, so okay, it's, it's it's you're not agreeing with it. In other words, um, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it's it's as if you hear somebody saying something that you don't agree with, and you would like your uh, opinion, your uh, thoughts to come out. And, uh, you can say, "Hmm, I hear I I hear what you say, mm. and here." And this is what I think. This is what I feel. Isn't that interesting? So, and, ha and ha you know, how, does the, how do we weave this together? Mm -hmm. So it becomes a question. And when we can question without... Question 
as an invitation to explore in a in a in a bigger way. We don't box ourselves into corners, or try to box other people into corners, or to box other people into corners. Exactly. Because when we're when we have those opinions and we feel that they are the only things that are right, then we want to keep people in a corner because it doesn't feel safe if they mm. if they're moving freely in a way. Yeah. So finding 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 our voice. I think it's here I'm doing it. A, a, a good idea to um when you feel that your voice needs to be expressed mm-hmm. is to take a moment and it's usually when somebody says something that you that evokes something in mm-hmm. in you that you want to express. So Take a moment, a, a breath, and in that moment that you're taking a breath, relaxing your soft belly, your your stomach, and then respond with, that's interesting, and this is how I feel. Great. You know? That's, that's how I try to do it now. I have a lot to unlearn, mm-hmm. and I'm so ready. <laughs> Well, you know, and I think it's an ongoing process. I think you know, because I, I doubt that it ever stops. It's it's mm-hmm. that's the process of our evolution, don't you think? I don't ever want to see a tear from somebody's eye as they're passing with a re- with a regret that they haven't done something or that they did do something. And I know we did. We've already done something about regrets, but when we realize. I don't want to realize at the end of my life that, oh, I had this whole life and I was overwhelmed by other people, uh, other people that I never allowed myself to, to express myself. Yeah, and yet at the same time, maybe, for one thing, I sometimes think those, those little tears that come are the tears of, I don't want to leave you. As the people are pulling inwards and they're dropping their body, I think sometimes the tear a tear or two comes just when they say it's like I don't want to say goodbye, you know. Because and and yet at the same time, if we are aware that we'll be with them pretty soon once we've moved through the body, that's easier. But if we're not, then that makes it harder. Mm. But I would say finding your voice is what you said is is very important. Um, can you say it again? Oh, can we remember what you said? <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. It's okay. They can look back and find out what it was. We've got. Well, let me go back to if it isn't totally yes, mm-hmm. it's absolutely no. And that's a good thing to practice. Yeah. So that, you know, check in uh, when somebody asks you to do something. Don't respond instantly if you're addicted, if, if you don't know how. To say no. Mm-hmm. If you're having a hard time and you want to find your voice, begin to find your voice, your perceptions, your feelings as as u- unique to you and mm-hmm. you don't get overloaded by others. You just take a break. Just take a breath. Go relax your tummy. And then realize if it's not absolute yes, mm-hmm. I'd love to do that, then it's totally no. And find another way to say thank you for asking. Not 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 good for me at this time. Cool.